Welcome to the Life Central Podcast. It is so good to have you come and connect with us again this week. We trust that this session will be helpful to you in your faith journey. I want to speak to you a bit this morning about the things that the devil steals from us. And sometimes the devil is so subtle when he comes to steal from us, we, we, we hardly recognize the fact that we're being driven into a corner. And once he has us in a corner, he just pounds away at us and he just eats us and he eats us. And I want to spend some time <clears throat> explaining that to you this morning. The way I want to do it is I... Those of you that are more or less my age, can you remember a boxer by the name of Charlie Ware? Yeah, you remember, he was a middleweight champion uh, here in the late 70s, early 80s. Yes, I must tell you the story, story first. I, I was sitting in a, in a cell group and I was speaking about a Charlie Ware. And there's this, this one guy, he's about 10 years older than me. He said, I know Charlie Ware. We, we, we box for the, same, for the same club there in Kimberley because that's where Charlie is from. He said, and... You know what? I'm one of the few guys that could ever knock out Charlie Ware. This guy's name was Jesse Jones. He, he lives there in Kuruman, and it was quite amazing that he knew him so intimately. Um, so Charlie Ware, he had a, a nice head of black hair, but he had a very familiar white patch right here in front. And that white, that silver patch earned him the name of the Silver Assassin. And now, now Charlie, Charlie had a signature move. He, by the way, he, he fought 34 championship fights, and, and 28 of them he won by knockout. So this, this guy could really fight. But the way Charlie did it, and he had, he had quite long arms, he would, he would maneuver you until he got you against the ropes. Now, when you're a boxer, you, you, you've got more or less four ways to move. You can go left, or you can go right, backwards and forwards, and, and, and you, can, you can duck a shot here and there. But when your enemy has got you against the ropes, really, you've, you've lost two of your ways to move. Eh? You can't go backwards and forwards anymore. You can only go left or right. But, but when your enemy has got you in the corner, yes, then you're in trouble. Eh? If you're a boxer, you know you should avoid getting into a corner. But when Charlie Ware had you, had you on the ropes, uh, everybody was waiting in anticipation because they know they knew what was going to happen next. You're going to get knocked out. And you'll be another, another notch on the Charlie Ware statistics. But you know, sometimes the devil does exactly the same to us as Christians. And, and if you may be sitting here this morning, and you know that you're in a corner of your life, and you can just feel the devil eating you one shot after the other shot, man, I'm speaking to you this morning. Or maybe, maybe you're not even aware of the fact that the devil is slowly but surely driving you into a corner. And you think everything is still lacking in my life, man. I've got no problems here. That's exactly what the devil wants to do. He wants you to think that everything is all right. When we are driven into a corner, by life, and we lose our room to maneuver. 
that's when the devil really starts to steal from us. He steals things like joy and peace. And he starts adding stress to us. And that sometimes we can get so stressed up in life that we feel that we want to give up. Do you remember when, when Daniel was driven into a corner? It was called the lion's den, eh? Uh, he was really at the mercy of the lions. Well, that's what the devil thought. But you know, when, when you're driven into a corner because of the right things like Daniel was, God is with you. But sometimes we're driven into a corner and we tie down like O Simpson was, ne? O Samson. He, he, he was driven into a corner and tied up for the wrong things. And, and then he got his eyes poked out. Now let me, let me tell you a couple of ways that the, that the devil steals from us. The first thing I want to stand still on is, is time. The enemy comes and he steals time from us. He makes us so busy in our lives that we don't have time for important things, like family. I remember when I was a younger man, I was so ambitious. I wanted to give the best to my family, but by giving them the best, I was never with them. Listen, I miss, miss so much about my daughters growing up. Because I wanted that better position for this corporate company that I worked for. And, 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 and I always lied to myself and said, but you know what? Remember, I'm doing it for my family. But you know what, Dad? Your family needs you more than what they need your money. Because if there's not a dad in a family, who's going to teach them about God? And sometimes the enemy makes us so busy that we are so busy running the rat race that we don't even have time for God. And, and maybe you're feeling that stress of such a busy life at this moment where you literally don't have time for anything. Not for your family, not spending time in God's Word. And can I tell you, that's exactly the, the, the boxing ropes that the devil is forcing you against. Because once he has you against that ropes and, and you become so burned out, and tired in your life. That's when, that's when he starts landing the blows on you. And that's when you get to a point in your life where you say, is all of it worth it? Shouldn't I rather just, just give up? How do I get out of this corner then? This, this, this corner where, where the devil has stolen my time. I used to say, and, and I know it's wrong, I used to say, the Lord doesn't know how to do math. But, but I, I think I rather want to say, we don't understand the way God does math. Because if you don't have time, and I'm standing in front of you here this morning, and I'm saying, but you must give away more time, well, it doesn't make sense. You don't have anything, how can you give it away? But, but that's exactly what God expects us of, or expects of us. We should not start a single day without spending time with God. And, it, and it's so amazing. When I try to win the rat race, 
I was always so busy that there was never time for God. But as I got older and I realized, even if I win the rat race, I'm still going to be a rat. I started concentrating more on the things that really matter. I started concentrating more on God's word and spending time with God. David says, every morning I look to God. Early every morning. And as I started spending more time with God, something amazing happened in my life. I got more time. Because the things that I wanted so badly and that I, that I worked so hard for to get, you know, God just gave it to me in my sleep. And I don't understand that, but I think that's where faith comes in. I, I remember something so amazing that God showed me as I was sitting in my study in Kuruman. God woke me up one morning very early. It was about three o'clock in the morning. And he said, hey, it's time for me and you to talk. Go to your study. And I went to my study and, and it, 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 it was the old Engekerk pastorie that I lived in. Yes, the, 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 the study of that domini had two fluorescent tubes in there, man. That did you oogharige as I lichte. And and, and, and I was sitting there and the lights were on and I was reading my Bible and, and, and the Lord came to me very clearly and he said, switch off the lights. And I switched off the lights. And he said, go to the window and look outside. And I looked outside, I opened the curtains and I looked outside and it was dark, it was three o'clock in the morning. And he said, what do you see? I said, dear Lord, I can actually see very clearly. I can see the fence and I can see the dog patrolling there against the, against the fence. And I can see the tree in my front yard. And, and he said, okay, it's switch on the light. And I did. I switched those very bright fluorescent lights on and, and he said, look outside, what do you see? And I said, no, no, Lord, it's too bright in here, I can't see anything outside. And he said, that's exactly where I want you. I want you, I want you so much in the light of God that, for, that you can forget about everything else that's happening out there because I will take care of it. You know, sometimes we, we, we're so involved in wanting everything that we don't have any time left. And God says to us in Philippians 4 verse 6, He says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. And, and so if you may be sitting here this morning and you, and you ran out of, out of time in your day and you don't know how to handle it anymore, try a bit of God's map. Spend more time in God's Word and you'll, you'll be amazed how much your life changes just before Joshua invaded the promised land, God came to him and he said, it's written in Joshua 1 verse 8, he says, this word, and, 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 and in those years, it was only the five, first five books of Moses. He said, this law, this word, you will read it night and day. You will speak about it and you'll do what's written in it. And then I will supply the rest. And, and, and congregation, can I tell that to you this morning as well? Study God's word every day. Remember that song when we sang when we were kids? Yes, yo, Babel in Badalkada. Hey, man, that, that's, why we, that's why we learned that when we were little. Read your Bible and pray every day, and you'll be amazed the amount of time that God gives you. The second thing I want to speak to you about that the devil really, really steals from us is money. 
And I don't know what you're going to say. I, I knew it. I knew he's going to talk about money sooner or later in this church. I want to talk about your money, not about the church's money. One of the favorite tools that the devil uses to get us into a corner that really stresses us out and makes us feel that we want to give up is money. As I was driving somewhere this week, I, I listened to an economist speaking on the radio and he said, there's this very scary, scary statistic in the world. 80% of all the people in the world spend the entire paycheck within the first 15 days of the month. And the other 15 days, they live on credit. Am I speaking to the right audience? Maybe that's why God says in the law, thou shall not want. Because sometimes we want things so much that we put ourselves into debt. Maybe when we start living on credit, the reason why they call it a MasterCard is because your debt becomes your master. And, and we start working for this master called debt. And yet, we go to the Word of God and we read in Malachi. It's written in verse 3, verse 10. It says, Bring your whole tithing to the church so that the church can have abundant funds. That's not where it ends. Because I know that's a scripture where we, that we always use here to so say you must give us money. That's not where it ends. He says the reason why you should do that is that so I can open the floodgates of heaven over your lives. And so that, and in today's terms, he says so you will still be battling to spend this month's paycheck. Then the next paycheck will already be there. And I'm one of the lucky ones that learned this from when I was, like, like they say, knee-high to a grasshopper. My mom and dad used to do this in our house. You see, I grew up in Danville. We didn't have a lot of money. But my mom and dad always said, we cannot afford not tithe. Otherwise, we will not make it through the month. Proverbs. Solomon writes there, Proverbs 3 verse 9, he says, show that you respect the Lord in all the ways that you use your money. Offer the first part of your harvest from your farm to Him. If you do that, you will have more food to store that, we can, that you can use. And the next year's harvest will already be there before you spend this year's harvest. I spoke to our cell group in Kuruman about this, and the principle is so simple. We're sitting here, and, and, and the devil, through the current state of the economy, is putting so much pressure on us and forcing us so much into a corner that we can't live. We give out all our money in the first two weeks of the month, and then we live on a credit card. And yet God says, I've got the solution for you. Honor me first, and I will sort out the rest. I've started following this principle in my life, and I want to spend some time on it because 
This is so important. Because I'm a pastor in Kuruman, my agreement with my employer, the handlebar said, we'll just deduct your tithe from your salary before we put the money into your bank. So you don't have to pay it. So you, you know, it's, it's basically, if you're a pastor, you must tithe. So we'll just take it first. So I said, okay, that's fine. And as time went past, and I thought to myself, but there's no obligation on me here to honor God with my first fruits. So what I did is I said, but I'll start giving more because I want to tithe. I don't just want my employer to take my tithe. I want to tithe. And I said, Lord, but then, then it means I'll be giving 20%. Lord, Lord I, I really, my budget is tight. I can't give 20%, but you know what? I'll, I'll start with 15%. I'll start with an additional 5%. And I did. And something amazing happened. And eventually I was able to give another 10%, which means I'm now tithing 20%. <laughs> I'm going to bring this together for you now, but first I want to tell you, remember when, when Jesus was in the desert with the devil, and the devil said, throw yourself from this high building because the word says the angels will catch you. You will not hit your foot against the rock. And, and Jesus said, no, 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 no. It says you will not tempt the Lord. Remember that. And you know that that excludes tithing because in Malachi, God says, Test me in this. What, he, what he's actually saying is he's saying, I dare you. See if you can outgive me. So I started tithing more. And God started blessing more. And as he was blessing more, I discovered, but now I can give even more. I can help the people out there that don't have money. And you know how nice it is when somebody comes to you and they say, Look, this is a tight month. I'm 500 rand short. Can you, can you lend me 500 rand? And you say, my brother, here's 500 rand. But you don't have to give it back. You know what an amazing position that is that you can be in. Can you imagine if you can have three months of salary in your bank all the time? If you earn 20,000 rand a month, can you imagine if you always have 60,000 rand in your, in your, in your, in your, in your card? You'll never get into a stage where you will have to start using your credit card. God says, exactly what he says in Malachi, you'll still be battling to spend this month's money when I give you the next month's salary. The promise is there, but yet we let the devil force us against the ropes and he pounds us with debt and, we, and we're finances and we can't get out of debt. But it's so simple. Bring your tithing to the church and I will look after you. I was wondering if I should tell you this story, but this morning James said, let the Holy Spirit lead you. And that's what I'm doing here. I was working for the mine and if you work for the mine, you've got a mine house that you live in. And then the mine let, let me go and, and I went into ministry and I had to find a house to live in. My house in Kuruman is, those years, it was definitely, you don't buy a house for less than a million bucks. So I said to my wife, there's no way the bank is going to give us a loan on a pastor's salary. We've got a bit of saving. And you know what I'm going to do is I'm going to, I'm going to tithe on a house. And I did. I gave 100,000 bucks to God for the son. I was, most of you 
should have remembered. They gave me a certificate for the guy that gave the most money for run for the sun. It's not because I had a million in the bank, because I knew the principle. Lord, I need a house. I only have a hundred thousand. I gave it to God. And you can come and check my house and put the money that God gave to me. Because I understand the principle. And maybe you're sitting in the situation this morning where, where the devil is hitting you blow after blow after blow on the financial front and you don't know how to get out of it. My brother and sister, start living according to the principles of God's word. Start bringing your tithing to the storehouse of God. Every month when I get my salary, the very first thing that I do, before I take Stimmy out on the date night, I tithe. Because God says, your first fruits. And believe you me, when I get my salary and I have to pay an account, and I haven't tied it yet, I feel guilty. Because God says, first fruits. If you need more time, give more time to God. If you're battling your finances, start trusting God by giving to God. I'm going to end the section on, 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 on money with a, with a last testimony. I was explaining this, these, uh, the principles of, of financial success in the Word of God to our cell group. And one of the ladies in the cell group came to me afterwards and she said, Joss, I want you to look at my budget. I really don't have anything to give. And I looked at the budget and I said, I agree with you. You don't have anything to give. She's a, she's a single mom and she had to get a boy through matric. I said, you're right, you don't have anything to give. But, but I don't want to tell you that you don't have to give. Um, why don't we trust God with the principle in the word? What can you give? And she said, well I, well, I think I can give a hundred bucks. I said, well, why don't you start giving a hundred bucks? And she did. And, she, and as God blessed her, she increased her tithing. And you can ask Stevie, she lives like across the house where we live. Two years ago, she was a single mom with a boy in matric. And now she's got a house full of people. There's joy in that house. I see him them mowing the lawn on a Saturday morning and we greet each other. And it's going well in her life. God blessed her on all different fronts because of this principle. I want to dare you this morning. Test the Lord on this because this is what he says. Another place where the enemy forces us against the rope and steals from us is in pride and in status. I know, I know most of us Sitting here has got this fear that, that the world is going to move ahead and, and we're going to fall behind. This technology is moving ahead so fast that we, that we really battle to keep up with technology. And, 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 and what if we fall behind and, 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 and we left behind? The other day, Stina and myself went to visit old friends of ours and they were really battling with this thing called WhatsApp eh? because they were so busy, <laughs> used to that phone on the cord that you dial. Eh? And... And because we got this fear that the world is going to pass us by, we so battle to keep up with everything in the world. And we want to have a better bike and we want to keep up with the Joneses and, and just be in count and, and just be there. 
And sometimes we think that our friendship and the people around us that love us, well, the devil comes and he tells us, but, you know, you, at least you have to be somebody for you to count. Can I tell you it's a lie from the devil? If you got friends because of who you are, you need new friends. If you're so busy trying to make a living and be popular that you no longer have a life, you need to realize that the devil has forced you against the ropes and you need to change your lifestyle. You know that very famous scripture of Matthew 6 verse 33 that says, Seek ye first the righteousness of God, and everything else will be added unto you. I want to read it to you in the easy English translation. It says, Instead, think about the things that are important in the kingdom of heaven. Always do what God shows you is right. Then he will also give you everything each day. Sometimes we so much want to be in count and, and at least want to have friends and want to be with the in crowd. There was a time in my life when I also tried to do this and, and I really worked hard at having friends until I realized that if I stop doing what people want me to do and start doing what God wants me to do, then people will start to see God in my life and they'll be attracted to me just as I am. Because they're actually attracted to God within me. And maybe, and maybe I'm speaking to some of the young people in the audience. You know, when we, when we are young, we so much want to be in count. And then we start doing the right kind of thing, the wrong kind of things to be popular. Instead of only doing what God tells us to do. And we'll be popular and have friends in any case. But then we'll have friends not because of what we have. We'll have the right kind of friends that love us and care for us and we can serve God together. The last thing I want to speak to you about that's stealing your, your maneuvering space is sin. And this is probably the most important one. There's nothing that steals our maneuvering space or our ability to get out of tight situations, like sin does. Remember when Adam and Eve sinned? They lost their house. They lost their place to stay in. Nothing makes us feel more guilty than sin. Because the devil uses sin in our lives. He makes it so attractive for us to want to do the wrong things, to eat the forbidden fruit. But the end of that, like we saw in, in the story in Genesis, is death. Maybe you're sitting here this morning and there's certain fronts in your life that you, that you simply can't get a breakthrough in. You simply can't win. And maybe it's time for you just to sit still and, and consider in what front in, front in your life as the devil brought very subtle sin into your life. And maybe you think it's okay. Maybe it's that, that person that you're living with that you're not married to. And you're wondering why your spiritual life is not blooming. Why God is not blessing you on all fronts. 
maybe it's because God has been speaking to you for a very long time about not living in sin, but you, you started turning a deaf ear. I sat with a young man in Kuruman once and he said to me, he said, Pastor, I really feel the Lord is talking to me and I, and I must go and help people that is demon-possessed and pray over them that they can get freedom. I said, almost said the guy's name and I don't think it's good. I said, but listen, but are you not battling with marijuana? And he said, yeah, yeah, but you know, that's different. I, I want to help people to get rid of the devil. I said, no. Nah. You can't overcome your inner, the devil if you're still enjoying his company. And it's the same with sin. Perhaps you're battling in your life with certain things and, and you just can't get a breakthrough. And, and, and your spiritual life is not blooming and, and, and the way God wants to use you is not, is not working. But you're walking battery and torch with the devil. It's not going to work. You have to let go of those things that's holding you back in your life. I don't know the specific area in your life that you're against the ropes for and that, and that you can feel the blows every day. The Lord wants to set you free. Give you a life of abundance. And please, I'm not a prosperity preacher. and say, serve the Lord and everything's going to be well in your life. Because it's not so. God said in this world you will have troubles. But God wants to give you peace. He said there in John 17 before he went back to heaven. He said, I'm going to go back to heaven. But I'm going to leave you with peace. He wants to give you peace and joy in your life. But maybe you are heavily laden with burden at this stage. And you don't know how to get out of it. Matthew 11 verse 28 says, Come to me if you're tired. You are like people who have worked for a long time. You are like people who are carrying heavy things. Come to me. Listen to my message and learn from what is true. I'm very kind and I will show you what is important and how to live for me. Whatever burden you're carrying this morning. Whatever is in your life that is wrong and that is holding you back. And it's, that's, that's giving a gap for the devil just to come and pound you, man. And make things difficult for you and not let you get through the month of your finances. And when there's no more time left in your life. And, and when your life is falling apart. God says, I know that you're carrying a heavy burden. Don't you want to come to me and lay down in front of me and I will help you to really live. So if I've spoken to you this morning, don't you want to come to God and, and lay that burden in front of you? Or, or maybe you need to make a commitment this morning and say, Lord, but now that I've listened to your word, I've realized that there's areas in my life where I'm leaving this door wide open for Satan to come in and just drive me against the ropes. Lord, I want to make a commitment this morning and say, I'm going to remedy that. I'm going to fix that. And I know it's going to be difficult, but I'm making a commitment that I'm going to go and try 
And Lord, where I'm, where, where, where I'm failing in bringing my tithing to your storehouse. Lord, Lord, I can't afford to give the 10% right now, but I'm committing that I will. I will start with something. Because I also want to honor you with my finances. I know this is not the kind of subject where you say, come forward, I want to pray for you. I'm not going to do that this morning. I'm just going to ask you to bow your heads and make that commitment in your heart to God as I pray for us this morning. Heavenly Father, as we sit before you this morning and we realize that there's areas in our lives where, where we've opened the door for Satan to come in and in and just have his way with us. Lord, we want to commit to you this morning that we want to fix that. Lord, that we want to live 100% according to your word and to your will. And Father, please help us and please forgive us in those areas of our lives where we've wronged you. And give us the courage and the wisdom to lay our lives before you and living according to your will. Because Lord, we want to please you. And we ultimately want to win that prize at the end of our lives where you say to us, welcome home. Father, please grant us the wisdom and the courage to do exactly that. I pray that in the name of Jesus. Amen. If you enjoyed this session and you'd like to know more about us, then please come and connect with us through our website, our social media platforms, and come subscribe to our YouTube channel. All the links are listed below. Beyond that, we trust that you have an incredible week.